0: Hello, and thank you for tuning into this segment from PICADA Talks. My name is Peyton, and I am your host. PICADA Talks is a fairly new podcast created by the PICADA team out of Madison, Wisconsin. PICADA stands for Prevention and Intervention Center for Alcohol and Drug Abuse. We work in Dane County communities, spreading awareness, providing education, and working to create drug-free communities. We are hoping this podcast platform will allow us to provide a quick and convenient way to initiate a discussion or just share some information about substance abuse prevention and relating topics with our communities. I always appreciate and benefit from feedback and suggestions. If there is a topic or book you would love to hear a podcast on, please email me at payton That's at at fsmad.org. Our team is continuing to work remotely during this time to ensure the safety of our team at Picada, as well as our community members. So we hope everyone is staying healthy and safe and happy right now. This segment, I'm going to be talking about the book, Girl in Pieces by Kathleen Glasgow. This book came out in 2016 as Glasgow's debut novel. It is raw and can be very intense. The book is about a handful of different but relating topics that can be pretty hard to hear about and definitely uh, a little tricky to read about from time to time, but I think that's what definitely made this book so powerful. The author did not shy away from being blunt and descriptive about drug abuse self-harm, and mental health. The story's main character is Charlotte, or Charlie Davis, who begins her story with us waking up one day in a treatment facility where she ended up after she was taken to the hospital. Charlie, who is just a teenager, has dealt with a lot of painful events in her life prior to ending up at the treatment facility. Her father had died and her mother was abusive, She ends up on the street with other kids her age. She experiences homelessness, drug addiction, as well as the very painful loss of a dear friend. She is trafficked by a man she names Frank. She talks about how there are girls in the basement who men come to visit. These are all factors that have led Charlotte to self-harm. She cuts along her forearms and the insides of her legs. She bandages them up, and she was shocked and slightly relieved, I think, when she saw another girl at the treatment facility who had skin like hers, meaning scarred. It was the night when she was driven to the hospital that she had almost cut too much and too deep. The facility she ends up in is full of other young girls her age who self-harm in a variety of different ways. Charlie spends some time at the facility, barely making friends, and saying little to nothing at all. Group therapy sessions usually continue with her as just kind of that silent ear in the circle. Despite her lack of willingness to participate in the group treatment activities, Charlie expresses gratitude in being there. Multiple times, she mentions her happiness to simply be somewhere inside, warm, and safe. Eventually, however, Charlie does end up leaving the facility and she heads to Tucson, Arizona. The drive from Minnesota, where that facility is, to Arizona was quite symbolic for me as kind of her road to recovery. She gets to Tucson and ends up meeting this older guy that she works with, um, and they kind of start up a casual romance. He's charming and is a well-known local musician who is addicted to drugs and alcohol. This is obviously triggering and difficult for Charlie to handle as she's in recovery herself, but Charlie is strong and I liked that this story didn't end as a romance, fairy tale-like ending. Charlie didn't get to Arizona, meet this guy, and everything was all happy-go-lucky. She still struggled. He struggled. And the story revolves around her individual recovery and discovery of herself once again. After time and trial, Charlie is able to cope and she's able to find her voice. She is surrounded by music and the arts when she gets to Arizona. And it is something she's attracted to and she finds a lot of joy in. And she actually ends up finding her solace in drawing. And I loved how the story was written. There are no chapters, but there are three distinct parts. And it is written in a diary-like style from Charlie's perspective. So each page or every couple pages is written as like a diary entry from her own voice, as if she's sitting down and she is writing about her past, her present, and everything in between. And I think in this way, the author gave the reader no option but to connect with Charlie in a personal way because everything is so personal because you're reading her diary. And by reading it that way, it's, you know, her telling her experience and her telling her story versus rather than it feeling like someone else was telling her story. And I appreciated that the author had done that. When we talk about substance abuse prevention, we have to talk about a lot of subcategories that are prevalent in this book. For example, the homelessness, mental illness, abuse, the grieving. I like that this book touched on a lot of these subcategories, and I think the way in which the story isn't too focused on just one aspect of Charlie's struggle can make this book more relatable to readers. The last section of this book, to me, was heavily about coping and finding her true self. How can someone take all of the horrible and sad things that have happened to them and still move forward? I think this book opens a door to discussions so important regarding that question. This story is a reminder that everyone struggles at times with something or something else, and anyone can be hurting for any reason. You never know. The factors which drove Charlie to a painful life as a homeless child and self-harm are factors that are prevalent everywhere. Depression, abuse, and death, they happen every day. Reading this book, I tried to always keep the idea of prevention or preventative care in my mind. Where could there have been better preventative work? At what points in the story Could I maybe make out as a flaw within our system? Many people may read a story like this and may put blame on an individual or a family, but where and when do we hold our systems accountable? A 17-year-old homeless child, is that child responsible for getting themselves there? She mentioned how she was trafficked by a man named Frank, as well as how other young girls were trafficked. She describes girls lined up in beds in the basement. Is it safer outside, all alone, or being trafficked and abused? These are real problems happening today, and the more we talk about these things and bring awareness to them, the more likely we are to decrease the frequency and intensity of stories like Charlie's. Overall, I highly suggest giving this book a read, especially if the subjects of teenage mental health, self-harm, grieving, and coping with trauma from the past, finding a happy place within oneself again, if these are things of interest to you, I think you would find a lot of interest and joy in this book. Also, because I briefly mentioned and touched on the topic of human trafficking and how it is a prevalent thing happening in our communities, I wanted to bring up an event that is happening this fall. Picotta is working with seven Dane County community coalitions to host a virtual human trafficking informational event. On October 7th at 6.30 p.m., Ron Heinrich of Slave-Free Madison will be presenting information on human trafficking in the Madison area and will be available for questions after as well. On November 11th at 6.30 Teresa Flores will be sharing her own inspirational story about being trafficked as a teenager. If you've been keeping up with these Picada Talks podcasts, I have done a segment on Teresa's story. It's called Slave Across the Street. Both of these events are free to attend on Zoom. um, And I will be posting the links as well as the passcodes to these Zoom meetings in the descriptions of these podcasts. If you are listening and you cannot find these links or passcodes, please send me an email and I will happily get them to you. As always, reach out if you have any questions or comments for me. And I really appreciate you listening to this segment of Picata Talks. Thank you so much and take care. <laughs>